What's going on everyone? Welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. Name is Nick and I am that Catholic dude and thanks for tuning in here on Anchor FM or Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be hearing this radio program. Uh, here talking about uh, anything having to do with the Catholic faith, uh, scripture, tradition, the church, anything that's on your mind, feel free to give me a call and ask a Catholic dude. I'm here to give a millennial's perspective on faith and all things uh, dealing with Catholic Christianity and as a 20-something we are kind of underrepresented I would say my age group on on the interweb sometimes so we're trying to kind of fill that gap now so again feel free to call in and also please look back to uh, any past episodes in the episodes tab on the Anchor FM app Um, and they're also uploaded as podcasts on uh, Google Play as well as Apple Music um, a lot of great stuff there, lots of, uh, good conversations with people and stuff, and, uh, we'd love to have one with you, so, uh, feel free to call in, um, anything that's on your mind, uh, regarding the Catholic faith. Um, so you might have noticed a song about doctors, um, and the title of this, you know, what, where, where am I going with this about doctors? Um, well, today happens to be the feast day of a special saint, a really, uh, great saint uh saint alphonsus de liguri um and it just so happens that uh he is also a doctor of the church um and quick note his feast day was actually yesterday in the uh in the current calendar uh the calendar the the calendar of the uh uh, Catholic Church was updated a little bit in the 1960s to make room for some more saints, um, newer saints to be celebrated uh, universally, and as well as to uh, take some saints off the calendar. They're still saints, but to take some saints off the calendar that that um, aren't uh, as celebrated as much anymore. Um, and some people's days got moved around, so today is St. Alphonsus's feast day in the pre-1962 calendar and or I'm sorry 1969 calendar and uh yesterday was his feast uh, currently but we could have a two-day feast for St. Alphonsus de Liguri because he is a doctor of the church um you know he lived in the uh in the 18th century uh was a uh, was a bishop in Italy and uh he was just a awesome awesome saint very prolific in his writing which kind of led to why he was declared a doctor of the church uh not too long ago he was declared doctor of the church back uh, in the 19th century in 1871 and what it means to be a doctor of the church it's it's a title given by by the catholic church to saints who are um who were able to really make a contribution to the the faith to the understanding of the faith uh these men and women are usually prolific writers um their writings are usually widely read um not only among catholics but among all christians and even some secular uh people like uh i know many people have read the uh confessions of saint augustine and you know they might not even be uh uh, catholic let alone christian um and it's it's these saints that um that have words for us that, you know, even though they spoke them centuries ago, they still resonate with us today, just as the Gospels and the books, the rest of the books of Scripture still resonate with us today, even though those were written hundreds, thousands of years ago, um, thousands of years ago, I guess hundreds would be a little too early, <laughs> but uh, anyway, St. Alphonsus 
awesome guy. One, one of my favorite stories about him was uh, he started off as a lawyer. You know, he came from a really, you know, prominent uh, family in, um, in his area near Naples. And he decided to become a lawyer at 18. And he was like a really, really good lawyer. Like he hardly ever lost a case. And um, he had a change of heart when he was 27 he he lost one of the most important cases of his career it was like the first time he had lost a case in eight years so it was already a pretty big blow to his ego and uh he had already been thinking about it before then you know he had talked about how you know lawyers lead an unhappy life and you know they're gonna have an unhappy death and a quick death and you know how people feel about lawyers today they felt about them the same way in the uh 1700s apparently and um, we are going to go into a little bit more detail on St. Alphonsus as well as the rest of the doctors of the church and their contribution to the church at large in our next segment. So there were always traditionally... Uh, Four main doctors of the church um, and they were typically known as uh, just they were always venerated um, from really from the time of probably St. Gregory the Great even probably before then um, and those four saints were well St. Gregory the Great himself uh, St. Ambrose who was the Bishop of Milan and uh, from the year uh, probably about the year I think like 380 to 397 uh, then St. Augustine uh, of Hippo he was the Bishop of Hippo, now uh, known as modern-day um, Anaba, which is uh, near Algeria. And he was, of course, baptized and converted by St. Ambrose of Milan. And then fourthly, you have St. Jerome, who is best well-known for uh, translating um, the entire Bible into uh, the common language of the day, Latin, which is why his translation of the Bible is called the Vulgate. Vulgate meaning the vulgar tongue, the tongue of the people. Um, so those were, you know, the four saints that were mainly venerated uh, throughout uh, the Catholic Church, uh, you know, for centuries. Um, and they were always juxtaposed with, since they were all from the West, they were always juxtaposed with um, four great doctors from the Eastern churches. Uh, St. John Chrysostom, who was also a bishop, and he... Um, was responsible for composing the divine liturgy of uh, of the Byzantine Rite. He was the Archbishop of Constantinople, um, and then you also have Saint Basil the Great, uh, Saint Gregory of uh, Nazianzus, uh, also called Saint Gregory the Theologian, or uh, I usually just call him Saint Gregory of Nazianzus. And he was also Archbishop of Constantinople. Um, following St. John Chrysostom. And then you have the great St. Athanasius of Alexandria, who was the patriarch of uh, Alexandria, of course. And, uh, you know, from the uh, from the Coptic rite, uh, the Alexandrian rite. So, you know, eight great saints right there. Um, and the, the, the latter four that I, I mentioned, uh, they were officially declared doctors of the church um, following the... Uh, following the things that happened in the Council of Trent back in the uh, 1500s. Um, but they were, I mean, but they were always recognized as, as awesome saints, always quoted by uh, so many, you know, theologians and uh, people throughout uh, Christendom. And, um, you know, it, it's it's just, there's so many uh, great people that, that, 
that I mean that I always prayed to, you know, and I always asked to intercede before God's throne. And I didn't realize that they were doctors of the church, like uh, Saint Anthony of Padua, for instance. Uh, most people pray to him, you know, when they lose things. Um, that's one of his, uh, you know, that's one of his uh, powerful intercessions for us. Um, but he's also a doctor of the church. He spoke very well um, about our our Lord and what we need to do to become closer to, to him. Uh, he's often called the evangelical doctor, uh, the doctor evangelicus. Uh, many of the doctors of the church have uh, subtitles kind of uh, that people kind of gave them throughout their life. You know, like St. Augustine's the doctor of grace. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas is often called the angelic doctor. Uh, St. Leo the Great, uh, doctor of the church's unity. Um, and then St. Alphonsus Liguori himself, often called the uh, most zealous doctor. And, uh, and, and you go through time, and we currently have 36 doctors of the church, uh, 36 great men and women who have contributed so much, so much knowledge to uh, Christendom and have uh, really helped us reflect on uh, our Lord Jesus Christ's work here on earth and how we can uh, more mirror them. It's it's kind of like, you know, the light's reflecting, you know, off a mirror and, you know, we're looking at a, a mirror that's reflecting that, you know, think that that so like when we try to emulate the saints, we're emulating the saints that are emulating Jesus. You know, they the saints always, always point to Jesus. Um, and a lot of people, you know, in, in a secular world say, oh, the church always puts down women. Well, first it's bullcrap because you got the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, the Theotokos, uh, you know, the mother of God. Uh, but then, you know, there are uh, quite a few women who are also doctors of the church. Uh, you have St. Teresa of Avila, St. Catherine of Siena, uh, St. Teresa of Lisieux, the little flower, and also most recently uh, St. Hildegard of Bingen, uh, who was declared a doctor of the church uh, in 2012 by Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. And you can actually see a full list of all the doctors of the church on Wikipedia. Yeah, this is one point where uh, Wikipedia is actually pretty accurate. So yeah, just visit Wikipedia for more on that and just simply type in uh, Doctors of the Church um, and you will uh, you'll see a full list. And the most recent one was uh, 36th Doctor of the Church was uh, declared by uh, Pope Francis uh, just uh, very recently in uh, 2015, uh, St. Gregory of Narek. Uh, he was a poet, a great philosopher and theologian, and uh, he was a uh, belonged to the Armenian Rite. Uh, of the Catholic Church. This is before, uh, you know, the, the, the divisions that separated uh, mo most of the uh, Eastern churches um, in 1054. Um, he died in uh, either the year 1003 or 1010. Uh, but, you know, he had a lot of great, great works and was always recognized by the church. Uh, you know, Pope John Paul II, Pope St. John Paul II, uh, had a great devotion to uh, St. Gregory of Narek and uh, Saint, um, Pope Francis finally uh elevated him to that status of doctor of the church making his works uh much more widely known to the church universal that's typically what happens uh when when these people are uh elevated to uh to that kind of uh not to say level but you know have that distinction um because it certainly lent me to uh look into them more um you know so it's great stuff. Definitely look into their writings. Um, it, there's there's so much to learn from them, especially the ones um, from the year, the early church. Uh, you know, the ones that lived 
in those those first few centuries that are you know no, also known as church fathers you know like saint augustine and saint john chrysostom and saint ambrose because uh, their their knowledge is just great to see how the early christians lived and how uh the way that the early christians lived and prayed and fasted and uh you know did alms and all that reflects exactly what you see uh in the catholic church today uh, all their beliefs you know uh square right up with it so it's it's great stuff learning from uh these awesome saints as we you know walk on our our path to uh to paradise with our lord jesus in heaven um so i got a question for you guys i would like to know just who is your favorite doctor of the church who do you have a particular devotion to or uh who do you enjoy reading or who has uh you know even if you're not catholic who has helped you in understanding um more about Christ and uh, and his church um, could be St. Alphonsus whose feast day is today uh, mine it's it, it it's kind of tough but in a way it's kind of not like it's it's definitely St. Thomas Aquinas I, I, I love St. Thomas Aquinas I love reading his his work especially uh, his uh, Summa Theologia uh, also known as uh, I probably butchered that I, I know I'm not that great at Latin I'm sorry to uh, anybody listening who knows Latin <laughs> but um, uh, it, it's pretty much you know it's pretty much the just called the Summa the Summa is what it's typically known as and it's just a summary of theology and it's oh man is it is it awesome it's, it, it takes forever to get through but it's uh, and I haven't gotten all the way through it uh, reading uh, Peter Kreeft's Summa of the Summa uh, is is uh trying enough but it's uh, so so much filled, filled with so much wisdom but i mean i also love saint athanasius of alexandra uh you know great stuff that he did defending the church against arianism uh almost single-handedly if you think about it um so we really have saint athanasius to think uh for maintaining you know orthodoxy in uh in our christian uh, in our christian lives um and then also you know i i do love saint alphonsus and and then there's uh you know uh saint uh uh, uh i'm blanking right now uh, saint robert bellarmine uh who was a uh excellent excellent uh bishop he was a cardinal and uh lived during the time of the uh the renaissance and the uh the catholic reformation the counter-reformation uh great great guy and i love reading his work um but i, I want to hear from you guys though who was your favorite doctor of the church and why until next time take it easy everyone and thank you for listening to ask a catholic dude here on anchor fm take it easy <laughs>